Welcome to First Turn, where we play board games for the first time and discuss our immediate reactions. It's like book club, but for board games. I'm Eric, and with me is Kate. Hello. Today, we're going to be playing Takedo Duo, designed by Antoine Bauza. The art was by Nayade. Nayade? Nayade. The graphic design was by Funforge Studio, and the UI by Francois Sengison. Uh, the English translation was done by Jeremy Trojman, and it was published in 2022 by Funforge. Shikoku may be the smallest of Japan's four main islands, but it's always bustling with activity. Pilgrims traveling around the island, paying respects to its temples, and gazing upon its beautiful gardens. Merchants carrying their knickknacks around in search of rich returns. Artists savoring every landscape and turning every encounter into a learning experience. Uh, the mechanics, I don't know because Board Game Geek uh, runs on a mainframe from 1975 and is offline. Um, I'm going to guess uh, Rondell, point-to-point movement, um, pick up and deliver. That's my guesses. And the box art. All right. Um, a nice simple cover. Um, there's a illustration front and center in the middle. <laughs> That's what center means. Um, I guess it's cartoony. It's cartoony. It's, it's, yeah, to perhaps, I guess, travelers um, standing back to back, or maybe one traveler, somebody's an innkeeper. An artist and a pilgrim. Okay. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's like an island with a little, maybe a shop on top of it. Um, some like big, I don't know what that thing on the left is. Yeah. Bucket, some bonsai trees. Nicely done. Yep. All right. So based off this, would you pull it off the shelf? Uh, sure. I didn't listen to anything you said. Yes, because you're worrying about history. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I would, um, because we played Takedo and we like it, and um, the cover is very attractive. Uh, yeah, I would too. I mean, it's a see how it has an interesting take on Takedo. Um, we need more two-player games. So, uh, yeah. And the, the art is good. Yeah. I don't remember the Takedo box. I don't remember how it compares, but. It's more I want to say. Yeah. All right. Um, what happens now? How do you think it's played? Oh, gosh. Yeah, you should have listened to that section. Yeah. I'm worrying about the next section. I didn't. Can we start over? <laughs> <laughs> It's been a really long time since I played Takedo, so I don't even have that to lean on. This looks like it has more going on than that version, from what I remember. Um, so I have multiple little boards to keep, or maybe I'm choosing characters. Maybe these are characters to choose. I don't know. Oh my. Um, <laughs> what do you think the goal is? Okay. Well, we're we're you know like traveling a road and. Um, uh, getting nice places to stay and taking in nice views, giving gifts, receiving gifts, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Maybe we are stopping to give some sweets to Buddha. Mm-hmm. No, I don't not. know if Japan at this period would be doing that, but okay, um, um, not a bad idea. And uh, I, I assume we are competing against each other, but I don't remember this being a very competitive game. I think it's more of a pleasant walk. Maybe we are enjoying ourselves, but 
you know, I do want to get more. Um, just want to enjoy yourself more. I, I want to enjoy myself more. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's gonna see competitive more, more pretty things than you. Yes. Um, there are some dice. That were yeah. Not, there were no dice in Takeda. No. The history of um, walking pleasantly. Um, we can try that. So in a way, maybe answer that. Looking at, I went pretty literal. I was just looking at Takedo. So the historic road that connected Osaka and Kyoto um, with Ido, which is now Tokyo. Um, and then learning about that, it was, um, it was known for um, not having wheeled vehicles, but instead having pedestrians. And I'm not quite sure how to pronounce it. Palanquins? Palanquins? Palanquins. The carried, um, uh, not vehicles. I don't know what word to use. But So let's look at what word we might use. So, <laughs> so we'll have the history of those. Or whatever Wikipedia can tell me about them in this moment. Yeah, or this has uh, litter is used as the class of, of wheelless vehicles and um, human-powered transport. So they may take the form of open chairs or beds carried by two or more people or carriers, um, some being enclosed for, the, for protection. Um, and larger ones were used for, you know, important people like emperors. Um, they, they might even resemble small room, rooms. Um, and um, to most efficiently carry a litter, porters either place the carrying poles directly upon their shoulders or use a yoke to transfer the load from the carrying poles to the shoulders. What is a yoke? A yoke uh, is a wooden beam sometimes used between a pair of oxen. Well, not in this case because it's humans. Um, do you want more about yoke or should I go back? I think we're good on yokes. Okay. Um, going back, let's focus on Japan. Um, as the population of Japan increased and less and less land remained available for the grazing animals, restrictions were placed upon the use of horses for non-military purposes, with the results that human-powered transport grew increasingly important and eventually came to prevail. I don't know when this is happening. It just starts like this. Um, <laughs> that's good history when you don't set it yes. in any sort of time period. It happened at some point. <laughs> um, here it calls it uh, Kago. I'm not pronouncing that well. Cargo. Kago. We're often used in Japan to transport the non-samurai citizen. Norimono were used by the warrior class and nobility, most famously during the Togo. Tokugawa period, when regional samurai were required to spend a part of the year in Edo with their families, resulting in yearly migrations of the rich and powerful to and from the capital along the central backbone road of Japan. Uh, somewhat similar in appearance to Hago, <laughs> the portable shrines that are used to carry the god body, the central uh, totemic core norm normally found in the most sacred area of Shinto shrines on a tour to and from a shrine during some religious festivals. Yeah, that's the section there. Okay. In Japan. <laughs> Sounds great. Okay. And we're going to be doing that on this road. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Would you like to know how we're going to be doing that on this road? So there's three steps to a player's turn. So first, the first player will roll all three dice, and they're going to choose one of them and move their matching meeple that many spaces. 
Then the second player will take the choose from the two remaining dice and move that meeple. And then finally, back to the first player, they'll get to move the third dice. Um, so once you've done all three of those, then it switches to the next player, and then that player gets to roll the three and pick two of them. So when you move a meeple, we have three meeples. We have the artist, the merchant, and the pilgrim. Uh, the artist sits sort of between in regions, sort of not on specific locations. When you move them to a new location, they have the option of painting, where they'll reveal some of their painting tiles, or selling, where if they're in a region matching a painting they have, they can sell that painting. The merchant, when you move them, they have sort of, they move on the, the orange trade route lines. Um, when you move them, they'll move into either a coastal town or a mountain town. In the mountain town, they can purchase wares where they'll draw out of the, uh, the, the bag. There's some, some goods tiles. And then they, or alternatively, if they move to a coastal town, they can sell the matching tiles that they have if they have that one. And the coastal town wants that specific one. And they'll get money for doing that. And then the pilgrim, when you move them, they'll be moving clockwise around the board. This is kind of standard to like the traditional Takedo. Uh, they're going to be moving around the board, sort of rondel style. Um, and then when they land on a spot, they'll do the action there. So there's five types of stations. The coastal town, which works the same as the merchant, they'll pick up some coins. The temple, where they'll move up on the temple tracker. The garden, where they move up on the garden tracker. The hot springs, where they'll take the hot springs token. Uh, and there's only one token, so whoever went there last controls that token. Because like any hot spring, you only enjoy it if nobody else before you um and then the seashore where you pick up the wave tile which i don't really know what they do but we'll find that out later <laughs> uh yeah so those are the three you're gonna move those three people around you're gonna do all their actions um the goal is going to be to for the painter to sell all of their paintings for the um pilgrim to go to all the gardens or the merchant to collect all the coins and those are the three things that will also trigger end game uh, after that happens, we'll calculate victory points. So you get, um, so you'll multiply your current temple value by your current garden value. So you kind of want those to be both going up if you want points. Uh, commerce points, which is the amount printed above the rightmost gold slab on your merchant board. So the more gold slabs you get, the more points you get from that. And the culture points, which is the highest amount revealed on your artist board as you sell your paintings. You're going to add up those three points for your three different characters, and that is your total score. That's exactly what I said. Yeah, you got it. Oh, let's play. <laughs> I haven't done that in a while. <laughs> we just finished a game of Takedo Duo. To recap, Kate had... 87 merchant points and uh, I won with 95 looking at stuff points. Uh, my winning strategy was um, to look at stuff. I, I pretty much did more of the uh, pilgrim track, which was temples and gardens. Uh, we were tied on the painter track and then Kate did more, a little bit more on the merchant tracks. Any strategy? No, I... I think in theory I was trying to balance it a bit, but I obviously didn't do that, and I went hard on merchant. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I guess I guess my strategy was merchant. 
Because yep. I, I got, although we went back and forth with it, but when, when I had the um, super merchant abilities, I was, yeah, trying to go hard on the merchant and sell things and do that one quickly. Uh, what did you think of the theme? Did you <clears throat> feel like you were a traveler on, I forgot the name of this island, Shikoku? Not really. Maybe a little bit. Um, yeah, I think like we said for other games, you know, the theme comes in for this one um, because of, I'd say the, like the board and the nice art and and maybe you you wanting to use the theme a bit and and you you do choose to play the merchant or the pilgrim or the artist um but the the game doesn't have enough to it i think to like really like tie in theme and mechanics maybe i don't know if i actually so i think takaido has less <laughs> takaido has less stuff but i i think it's actually a little bit more thematic cuz you kind of in that game, you're kind of just wandering around and stuff happens. Like, oh, I'm going to paint a thing. I'm going to go to this because that's just where you land. Uh-huh. And then you all stop at the end and have a meal. Uh-huh. It's a little bit, gives you a little bit more of a feel of maybe want, wandering a road. Okay. Yeah. But this, I would say this has less than that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's bad guy. So going to table presence. Mm, yeah. Um, it has a good table presence. Yeah. Um. The art is really nice. I like all the characters um, on your board. And the color scheme is, is pleasant, relaxing. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It, it, this is where I think, you know, it has the picture of the island. It has like the inland town, mountain towns and the, the stuff on the coast. Um, yeah, the art's all good. The merchant, the wares. Um, yeah, I think it has a really pretty table presence. Just, I mean, similar to Takedo, if you like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's maybe not like head turning or anything, and like some of the icons are really small, but yeah, but I think it's yeah. really nice. Yep. Uh, mechanics. Um, what did you think of it mechanically? Um, I don't think that there's anything super new or clever, but but it's good. It works well together. It's fairly balanced. Um. Yeah, I don't think there's... Yeah, uh, yeah nothing like ground. It's mechanically more than Takedo, though. Yeah. Because um, you have sort of the three different play styles, right? You've got sort of the zone movement of the artist, the sort of the point-to-point, which is like Takedo of the pilgrim, and then the merchant kind of running around doing sort of pick up and deliver. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really like the dice added in. That that whole back and forth, yeah. Being able to roll three, pick I pick one, you pick one, then I I get the last one. Mm-hmm. That was interesting. And then sometimes that, you know, I got the artist one, and the artist was kind of the hardest to get something out of. Yeah. So a couple turns, I I didn't get anything out of that third die. Mm-hmm. So I thought that could, you know, had an element of, um, interest. Or there was like two that I really wanted, and it was like, okay, which one do I think you don't want? Right. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. I didn't, maybe always, like sometimes I just got excited about one thing and chose yeah. the dice right away. But like, I think usually I tried to think about it and think about mm-hmm. like, okay, which ones am I happy with? And oh, I like all three, so it doesn't really matter. Whichever right. one I, I get left, I'll be okay with. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, like you said, not not too much crazy, but I think it added a little bit more and it all worked. 
well together. Mm-hmm. Rules, how is it learning the game? Uh, pretty easy. Yeah. Um, I didn't, I paid attention mostly when you read through them, but maybe not fully. And yeah, it could still pick it up pretty quickly. Um, <coughs> uh, there wasn't really anything tricky. You know, yeah, yeah. really a simple game. So yeah. It's pretty simple. I just had the rule book out. So each time we went to a new location with the pilgrim, I just read it out and we, you know, made sure we got everything that it did there. But mm-hmm. otherwise, I thought it was pretty, pretty easy. I mean, I read the rules like five minutes before we started. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, not, not too bad at all. Um, rule book had some interesting wording stuff. I was going to show you. Okay. Um, there's some just some grammar that I feel like is, is off where yeah. it doesn't, you're not exactly sure who it, what it's referencing. Correctly. We shouldn't, we shouldn't pick on it. Yeah, you sorry. Also, you also couldn't pronounce the translator's name. Yeah, that that's guy. fair. Uh, <laughs> no, no, you can show it to me. Stuff. Player interaction, not too much. Like I said, maybe with the dice, but. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and just the dice a tiny bit on the board. I think there was one time I wanted to go there mm-hmm. uh, to a spot where your merchant was and I couldn't, yeah. but. Yeah, I guess you could maybe play a little bit more interactive, but. I think for the most part, it'd probably be like what we did. Occasionally somebody's in your way. Mm-hmm. Stealing Pro- Probably the, about uh, as much as abilities. standard Takedo, but a little different. Because in that one, it's more about who's on what space. Mm-hmm. In this one, it's a little bit more about the dice. Mm-hmm. But not a lot, but enough. And it moves quick enough. I don't think yeah. you need too much more. Yeah. Uh, would you play it again? Uh, yes, I would. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, it was pleasant. It fits well into maybe the game slot we were looking for even last night. Just like something light and pleasant and um, a little bit of competitive in there. Like I'd, I, I'm curious to keep trying it and see if like the better play is to go hard on one character versus balance and yeah. Yeah, because you could kind of rush through one and try to end it early with with yeah. you having unlocked fully one character. Mm-hmm. So you could maybe do that. Um, yeah, I would play it again too. I, like you said, it it feels like a good slot. I think it's better for my problem. We got rid of Takedo because um, we never with four really players. Like you kind of wanted a bit of a heavier game usually, um, and with two players, it just wasn't exciting enough. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, I like how this added a little bit more, you're sort of doing three puzzles at once. Yeah. Um, but it's still super light and super quick. Yep. So, um, that was, uh, Takedo Duo. Oh no. Um, okay. Um, if you have any recommendations of games you would like to hear our impressions on, please send them our way. You can do so via email at firstturntabletop at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter or Instagram at firstturncast. And the podcasting camel um, is you know, writing in his, um, his, his cargo. <laughs> and um, yeah, he's being, you know, carried away on, on the road to Edo or Kyoto. And he says, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to your favorite podcatchers. Uh, we look forward to hearing from you. Play more games.
hold on in a moment. This is going to be a good edit for you. Yeah. Yeah, have fun. So...